I still listen to moms and grandparents talk about how they danced at Rosa Hart and, you know, who they danced with and how much it meant to them. I mean, we're talking 50 years after they finished dancing and then having national acts and regional acts come in. So it's uh, something that's very important to the community. Thanks for joining us on Louisiana's Playground Podcast, your roadmap to all things Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm Brady Raynard. And I'm Taylor Stanley, and we're here bringing you episode 28. I can't believe it. Already passed a year with the podcast. Uh, 28. It's impressive. You're a pro at these things now. Oh, I just get paid for it. I don't know. That literally makes you a pro. Professional. How about that? You're dealing with a real (laughs) professional. You can teach me a couple things. All right. Well, we're excited to bring you the authentic stories and experiences of Southwest Louisiana with all the tools you need to build your own personal Lake Charles itinerary. Well, for episode 28, we've got a terrific show. We're going to talk with Norman McKnight, the theater supervisor and technical director over at the Rosa Hart Theater as they have their rededication coming up later this weekend. A fun conversation as we talk really arts and culture and the impact of both the venue itself and then the person it's named after, Miss Rosa Hart, has to the area. It's a conversation that's really eye-opening for some instances, being, you know, things like her being the first ever collegiate cheerleader. So a very fun conversation coming up. But before we get to that, we begin the show, as always, with a taste of Southwest Louisiana, a segment we call On the East. And you probably know the drill by now. On V Eats is the part of our show where we go to a local restaurant and we kind of give you an inside dive to the dive in some instances. How about that? Uh, Of a local restaurant and the things they do well, things that are on the menu, things that you better be ordering when you go, and just ultimately what really helps make the restaurant unique and worth your time and worth a stop. This week, we go to Laguna's Mexican Grill, located right on the lakefront. It was an ideal spot. It was a beautiful day, and we certainly enjoyed our time on the rooftop patio. Opened in 2018, so they're celebrating five years this year. Family owned and operated. They uh, sell Tex-Mex food. And what's really interesting about their menu is that a lot of their recipes and the way they prepare them and the way that they kind of set it up are all from the experiences of the family members from working in other Mexican and Tex-Mex restaurants throughout their career. How special is that? Because you literally can take the best things from the places that you've worked and bring them into this restaurant. So I thought that was definitely interesting. And certainly when we were talking to the owner and he was telling us about, you know, the fact that it's been five years since they've opened, my mind immediately went, what a tough five years, right? For sure. You know, they had to go through the pandemic, the hurricanes, and now they're better than ever. It really seems like they've taken that challenge and turned it around, just like our conversation with Rosa Hart later on, Rosa Hart Theater. Yeah, and and that's a good point. You know, you mentioned the patio where we sat. Probably the best view of a restaurant in Lake Charles, right? Or at least top five, because there are some other ones that that really have amazing views as well. Man, if you sit there, and we've done it as a family, 6.30, 7.30, and you look over Lake Charles, the actual lake, mm-hmm. in addition to the city, and the sunset's just perfect, and it is a golden sunset across, I, that is a view that's 
really hard to beat, especially when you're on that second tier patio overlooking it. You have that breeze coming in right as the sun starts to set and you can see the boats from the marina right there, the Civic Center. Um, it, it really is just like a special spot. It, it's quintessential Lake Charles. With a big margarita in hand. I mean, it's it's hard we to We wish we would have had that yeah, today. Yeah. 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 That wasn't our experience today because of the time we went, but that would have been really nice. And I think something that's worth noting about the upstairs patio, there is elevator access to it. So yeah. it is handicap and elderly accessible that maybe the stairs are a little too much. They do have elevator access to and it. And I thought that was very thoughtful that you could include, you know, your family members who may have mobility issues. As far as what's on the plate, they have a wealth of options, a robust menu. We use that term pretty often here. And we mean it this week for sure, just in terms of what all you can order. The thing that I think really helps them stand out, their carne asada, they marinate it overnight. Um, and that steak pairs so well with the onions and the rest of the veggies that are on that plate for sure. They also do, listen to this, a blackened redfish covered with crawfish queso. I mean, anything covered in queso is going to be right up my alley, right? So I I am all about this. According to some of the patrons, they like their queso so much they could bathe in it. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Like, never has that thought crossed my mind. And I'm a, a chips and dip girl, right? So I'm like, bathing in queso. Wow. That's that's an interesting interesting thought there. Uh, there's also They also do street tacos. And these are some of the things that maybe aren't quite on the menu, things like street tacos and what I've got, which we'll talk here in a minute. They also do fresh margaritas with a four to seven happy hour, and they're really known for their margaritas as well. Yeah, we're going to go back for that. My mom raves about them, and I have yet to try them, so we need we need to go back for the margaritas as far, happy hour. <laughs> as far as what we ordered, of course, the it isn't a Tex-Mex restaurant without the chips and salsa to open the meal, and I judge oftentimes Mexican and Tex-Mex restaurants based on their salsa. By, the, by the quality of their chips and salsa, they have really good chips mm -hmm. and they have a really good, you know, it's a restaurant style, that thin salsa, and it was really good, really flavorful. I did. I thought it had just like a little bit of heat, the, mm -hmm. the perfect amount Agreed. of heat, right? Because you don't want it to be like so spicy that you can't eat it or enjoy it. But it had really good flavor, and I thought it just the right amount of heat for a salsa. They do, and and the chips can scoop it up just perfectly. I'm a big scooper. When I scoop, I want I a lot too. of salsa on it, and theirs is really good for that. And they're really fast at bringing you out another salsa or more chips. Our waitress definitely came to refill my salsa. Like, that's how good it was, right? If you have to refill your salsa while you're sitting there, that's a telltale sign. And you will have to. As far as what I've got, I went with the Bidia Tacos. They've gotten really popular over the last few years, the TikTok culture style food. So it's a corn tortilla and has different cuts of typically pork that's cooked down in a what's called a consomme, right? So think of something like a, a roast beef dip, how you have that, that side dip of gravy. It's kind of that same way. And the meat's cooked down in that. You pull out the meat, you shred it, and you put it on a corn tortilla. And you take that corn tortilla and you dip it in that, and then they fry it to really crisp up the edges. And that's what makes it special. And there's a great melting cheese that, that goes Oaxaca in it as cheese. well. Typically, it's like a Oaxaca, quesadilla cheese, something like that, that kind of goes in it. And then when it's done, you then take that consomme and you get a bowl of it with it, just like a kind of, like I said, like a French dip. And you dip it in that consomme and it's just dripping out and it's so cheesy and it's just <laughs> so salty and so flavorful it's 
incredible. And theirs are really, really good. They give you the side of rice and beans. But the Bidia tacos, sometimes they call it uh, kind of queso tacos or uh, queso Bidia tacos, something like that, because just of how cheesy and meaty and just saucy it is, it's incredible. And I'm glad that you've had it for the first time. I did. And it was so great. Brady was nice enough to share it with me. And I'll have to say, like, first of all, the important thing to know is this is not on their menu. This is on their secret menu. Like, you have to know that they make this, right? So, And it's always worth ordering. Any Mexican restaurant you go, always just ask, do y'all have video tacos? Whether or not it's on the menu, because some of them just kind of have added it and have it since updated their menu. It's always a must ask. Everywhere I go now, that's always what I ask if they have any. Yeah. So it was, it was really, really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And especially, like you said, in that dip that they give you, just like sends it right over the edge. Consume. Yeah, consume. So fancy. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I had the Fiesta Bowl, which was basically um, rice and beef, grilled onions, bell peppers um, with some queso on top. Again, like I said earlier, anything that's covered in queso is going to be right up my alley. Um, but the thing that stood out to me about this dish in particular was how fresh the meat was. Like, you could just tell it was sourced very well, um, which, you you know, sometimes I think it's hit or miss. And this was definitely a hit. And that's something that they that even the owner talking to him, they take pride in is the quality of the meat that they serve. Yeah. And, and you could definitely tell for sure. And obviously I could, too, with the video tacos, but. It's just hard just to think about anything else but that the consomme <laughs> and the dipping. And it's just, it's an experience, right? Yeah. And so that's what's really nice. But going to Lagunas is a bit of an experience as well because of where it's located right there on Lakeshore Drive in downtown just off of Shell Beach. So if you see all the beautiful houses on Shell Beach, it's a great stopping point there. Or if you happen to go to a show at mm -hmm. the, the Rosa, Rosa Hart, Hart Theater. Theater it's just around the corner. You uh, can't miss you it. You can see it from where you're sitting. You can see the Civic Center if you sit on the balcony. So that's how, sh how short the distance is. Um, and they are open fairly late as well. So, And the cool thing about it, too, is if there's, you know, performances at the amphitheater at, you know, on the Civic Center grounds, you'd probably be able to hear it from the downstairs or upstairs patios. So I think it's just a really unique location and and where it's situated agreed and and it allows you to experience the things around it easy access off i-10 and then as we talked near the lakefront it's part of downtown area and so it's very conveniently located uh if you're on the downtown part of town of lake charles uh and it's i think it's a must stop for even as good as the food is for just the atmosphere alone of being able to sit there and take in a sunset if you want to take it a sunset, that's one of the best places because, you know, you can have that margarita in hand as well. Exactly. Happy hour, four to seven on the weekend. Just perfect timing. Yeah. So stop in, maybe get some video tacos, eat some of that chips and salsa, maybe have a margarita. Tell us what you think. From a great meal to a great guest, we welcome on Norman McKnight, the Rosa Hart Theater supervisor and technical director, a role he's held for nearly a decade. McKnight is a Lake Charles native and theater kid through and through. He's been both in front and behind the curtains. After graduating from McNeese, he moved to California to pursue an entertainment career, but home came a calling not very long after in 2013, and he returned to the Lake area to assist with the Rosa Hart Theater, and now he's here to discuss the impact of the theater to our destination here in Lake Charles. Welcome to the show, Norman. Hi, thanks for having me. Southwest Louisiana is known for our big city amenities and small town charm. 
which makes for a vast array of experiences that one can add to their itinerary, from the types of food to the outdoor adventures and national and regional entertainment that the lake area draws. But before we get started, we ask each guest a few questions to let our listeners know you a little bit better. Are you ready? Sure. All right. All right. Crawfish or gumbo? Uh, Gumbo. Why? I've, I've never, I mean, if we're talking just straight peeling crawfish, I don't like peeling crawfish. Uh, now, if we're talking like crawfish etouffee, I might go etouffee over gumbo, but, you know, I've, I've always been more partial to, to gumbo. We're definitely getting into gumbo weather. I'm looking forward to that uh, cool front coming in. Gumbo, excuse gumbo weather? Yeah, you know, I mean, when it's cool outside, that first cool front hits, I mean, nothing's better than a, a good cup of gumbo. So wait, a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Is there a gumbo season? I mean, a lot of people say there is as we get into the winter months, but gumbo's good to year you, round. To, okay. I mean, to you, is there a gumbo season? I would say no. I would eat okay. gumbo year round. I'm just saying it might be a little bit better. You started, it hits a little bit better. You started talking about the cool, cool fronts outside. and getting cooler, and it was a just a dagger to my heart. Oh, but, I'm sorry. But you Brady. saved it. You saved it. All right. We're okay. good. Okay. All right. Next question poolside or beachside? Well, my parents just bought a house with a pool, so I'm going to say poolside. Absolutely. That's a great excuse to dive in the pool. All right. Concert or comedy show? Probably just depends on the act. I mean, a good comedy show is is excellent. Uh, Local, I'd probably go comedy show. Uh, National act, I'd probably go concert. Okay. That's that's an interesting kind of dynamic. And I guess just because you had mentioned, what is it about local comedy that really would attract you the most? Uh, Well, I have a lot of friends in local comedy uh, currently, and there's just... They've created a nice kind of atmosphere where you can go out and you can go to these comedy shows that are, you know, I mean, they're relatively small, but they're they're homey a little bit. You know, they they bring in artists from the Houston area as well as local artists. And, and, you know, there's just some kind of nice feel to be able to walk around, talk to your friends, you know, as well as enjoy the comedy and laugh at the ridiculous things people say. Yeah, I always say, you know, life's kind of tough most of the time. So any reason for a good laugh, I'm all about it. For sure. And look, and I think it's a good segue into our conversation about the Rosa Hart Theater, a place that would do well for a great comedy act to come and and really kind of tear down the stage there. But we mentioned the Rosa Hart Theater located at the Civic Center here in Lake Charles. What is it that makes the venue so special? It it has an ambiance to it. I mean, it's a very large continental seating uh, theater. We have a very, very large stage with with lots of lots of battens and line sets that kind of make it feel like you can do almost any show in there. So it's it just gives you that that warm feeling of a theater of being able to sit down and enjoy any act and and it's it's just something special about it. To have a place like that, one of the few in southwest Louisiana and especially with the history behind it, the fact of the namesake, all of those things has to kind of add some sentimental value as well for someone like you that you know, grew up into theater, into the area, and knowing that that's probably the biggest um, resource for that hobby. In this area, it's it's definitely the biggest resource for this area. I, I mean, I think about my youth growing up uh, dancing with with uh, Lady Leah and and working backstage on her shows, as well as the Macney Spanner series with my mom and uh, local union IATSE two sixty. Like it, it it exposed me to. So many great artists, so many great performances, and it gave me the ability to learn and grow as a person. 
And we still have that with the theater, especially for our young dancers in the area. It's it's very important. It's an experience that you never forget. I mean, I, I still listen to moms and grandparents talk about how they danced at Rosa Hart and, you know, who they danced with and how much it meant to them. I mean, we're talking 50 years after they finished dancing. So it's a something that's very important to the community. And I, I don't think people realize that too often just because it's kind of there. I, I definitely think people don't realize the history behind it. And especially, you know, its namesake, Rosa Hart. <clears throat> but I, I do agree with you. It definitely holds a sentimental place in everyone's lives. I mean, certainly for me, I graduated in Rosa Hart Theater. Um, and so I know a lot of different um, high schools certainly use that that facility. But I mean, anyone has gone and seen, you know, their their daughters, like you said, dance on that stage. And so I think pretty much anyone has seen some sort of show at Rosa Hart Theater. So it's definitely special. But it's, it's you know, it's had a hard time recently. Uh, it, it, it has. It did take a very big hit after the storm. Uh, it, it was, I mean, I still remember walking in there. I, I was in the Civic Center for the storm. So I still remember walking in there after the storm and just, you know, being being heartbroken uh just the amount of damage that you could see the curtains were wrapped around stuff it, it was just it was devastating to walk in there and see especially you know for me it means so much to me and being the person who is there every day trying to make sure everything you know is working and all that other stuff so it was it was a it, it was quite a, a scene to see yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I like to look at silver linings, right? So if we take it as an opportunity for an update, um, I think that that's a great way to look at it, right? You know, although you couldn't have done done certain things without the stage, um, maybe it needed a little bit of a facelift. And now we have this opportunity to rededicate it and, and move forward with new exciting opportunities. That's that's absolutely correct. And we we did take this opportunity. We are getting a new sound system, and it's a it's a very modern, state of the art, you know, top of the line sound system that we're going to have in there. That's going to be able to, you know, give a high quality sound to our local artists, as well as hopefully draw in some of these larger artists with with just the quality of the sound system that we're going to have. We're going to have all new curtains in there, uh, and all that's up at this point. So it it we did we did take that opportunity to work with FEMA and everybody and and do what we could to bring back high quality stuff inside our theater. Taylor had mentioned the rededication ceremony. What all is in store for later this week? This Sunday on the 15th, we have Marsha Ball coming to play for the the area. Uh, we also have Jarius Daigle and the network who are going to be opening for him as we rededicate the theater to Rosa Hart, a, a uh, indomitable force of, to this area in the in the theatrical community. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Rosa Hart. I mean, you know, clearly the theater was dedicated to her, but why? Rosa helped form the theater in the ni- in 1927, I believe, with Annabelle D. Uh, they formed the Theater Guild in 1922 and 27 they they started the Lake Charles Little Theater, which is the oldest running theater in Lake Charles. She used to go out on Ryan and Pudro and and really try and convince people to be a part of Lake Charles Little Theater and be in the plays and get on stage. She would convince, you know, uh, men to get in tights and perform in front of their neighbors. And she would get just everybody from the local community involved. And she was just this force of a person in the community that, you know, you you knew you knew 
you were around her. She was one of those people where you just wanted to to be involved in stuff with her. So uh, that really carried into the era because I, I believe she passed away before Rosa Hart opened. Correct. I believe so. Yeah. I think it was 1964. Yeah, yeah. And, and I loved kind of reading about her during our research is kind of learn a little bit more about her. You had mentioned a force, and that really seems to be the thing that stands out the most about her, that if she wanted something or if she was interested in something, she was going to kick that door down to get it done. You know, first ever female college cheerleader. Yes. In, uh, in 1919. 1919, she was going to Newcomb, which was the, I believe, the Women's University for Tulane. And they at moved the time. onto and they the campus. Joined, correct. Yeah. Correct. And and she was a junior at the time. And she wanted to, so she was, she was over the freshman. And they did a vote for who from Newcomb was going to be a cheerleader. And the only class that voted was the freshman class that she was over. So she kind of just got tricked into into being the cheerleader. And she made her own uniforms. Yeah, well, yes. it was super interesting because the dean told her that she had to wear a corset and petticoat when she cheered. And so the final, like, as she was graduating, they did a bonfire, and I read that she burned the corset and petticoat because she hated it so much. And as a former cheerleader myself, I could not imagine having to wear that and, you know, pump up the crowd, as they would say. On a September outside in New Orleans. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The, the heat would be a, a little too much. And so, you know, he had mentioned she also founded the Lake Charles Little Theater. And I thought there was an interesting tidbit about her as well. She directed every production for 30 years that came out of the Little Theater yes. and didn't make a dime from doing it. Yeah, never it's took a just salary. a passion that she had to create arts and culture, theater, in Lake Charles, a place that she wasn't even from originally, moved to as a child and really felt the homecoming, the 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 home calling rather. Yes. And and, and that's that's something that's really beautiful about community theater is a lot of the people who are involved, I mean, even to this day with, with Axe Theater and Lake Charles Little Theater, almost I don't know of anybody who makes a living off of that with our local theaters. They're all community members. They're, they're, I think they're teachers. There are people who work in IT. They, they get together and they do these productions for the community. And it is inspiring to a, to a certain degree that people can do, do what they love and give back to the community in such a way. Yeah. And I definitely think we almost take it for granted sometimes that we have, you know, these groups that are performing and, and putting on these shows. And, you know, we really, need to make sure that we're going out and supporting them. And, you know, like you said, they're not, they're doing it because they're passionate about it. And that's a very beautiful thing. When people are passionate about what they do, it's very special. And we certainly need to make sure we're supporting them. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Now, looking at the the rededication ceremony, we had mentioned Marsha Ball coming into town. And, and I think, I don't, I don't know if there would be a better pick for who you guys ultimately chose because, Grammy nominee, raised in Vinton, Louisiana, mm-hmm. so just a few miles down the Absolutely. road. Um, she's a Hall of Famer at the Austin City Limits. She is bl- a blues musician through and through, had the album of the year, Texas State Musician a few years ago, and really is just another piece of our really rich music heritage, and yet she's going to be the one to help rededicate it to uh, another influential female in Lake Charles. Absolutely. It, it 
it was very important that we got somebody who had Louisiana roots and we really hit a home run with being able to get Marsha Ball, who's, you know, from the Southwest Louisiana, Southeast Texas area. Uh, Cause I believe she was born in orange mm-hmm. and, you know, grew up in Vinton. So it, it's, it, it means so much to be able to have somebody who has the roots here, who who understands what it's like to be from here, and who has all the accolades on top of it to kind of draw people's interest and get them out to the ceremony. And I think what's going to make her performance really special for people who may, maybe have not heard her music before is they will be able to relate to it. All of the, her songs really talk about her Louisiana experiences. So I think everyone's really going to enjoy it if they if they haven't seen her before. And the most important thing that she's ever done is she has an emergency gumbo recipe on her YouTube channel. And so as a fellow gumbo enthusiast, you know, it really makes me want to bang the table. One of us. <laughs> one of us. So, you know, so she's already a home run pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's absolutely she's absolutely one of us. You know, she has the roots. She's from the area. She you know, has has the experiences that we have, especially, you know, with Rita and Laura and everything, you know, because, you know, she has to have family in the area. She has to know what has been going on here. So it's it it, it really does feel like it's it's a close to home pick while still being a national act, which is huge for us. Well, and she has a her own following as well. So I'm sure oh, we'll, we'll be seeing a lot of her fans come in for this and they'll get to learn about our area, too. Hopefully, maybe even listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah. We have you so. never know. As far as the Rosa Hart Theater, getting past the rededication ceremony, which has been obviously months, years in the planning, what's next for the theater? Well, we, we will be having the a local Nutcracker performance this year in December. Uh, and we also have Shinyun coming in February, which uh, they were here a few years back. You know, we have some other stuff that we're, you know, obviously talking to people about trying to get stuff in there, you know, national acts, regional acts, stuff like that. But nothing... Nothing that I can talk about just yet. Yeah, well, the Rosa Hart Theater has certainly had very impressive acts in the past. So I have no doubt with its facelift um, post-storms that we'll be seeing some really, really unique things there in the future. How important, you know, we, we talked about it. How important do you feel like it is to the arts and culture scene of Lake Charles for Rosa Hart Theater to be back up and running after three years down? You look at the last three years with the dance studios and just dance recitals. Uh, we have we have young girls in our community who who haven't danced on the stage yet. You know, if if you're from this area and you grew up in the dance community, you know how important that is. I mean, I mentioned way back earlier in the podcast that we have people who are you know mothers and grandmothers now who are talking about 20, 30 years ago and their their recitals and their performances on the stage. I mean, it's it's very important to the community. And then having national acts and regional acts come in and bringing people out. I mean, it just getting people downtown, getting people out and doing stuff in in the local community. You know, that's that's not only good for for Rosa Hart and the Civic Center that gets people at restaurants downtown, that gets people, you know, at parks, that gets people doing stuff. It, It just makes us more active. So I think it's very important. Yeah, I would say that arts and culture are so intrinsically tied to the idea of community, right? Like you cannot Absolutely. have a community without arts and culture. So I'm certainly excited that Rosa Hart is coming back online. Yeah. What, what was it? Franklin Roosevelt, he released the arts program uh, right after the uh, Great Depression to kind of stimulate the communal feeling in cities across the country. I mean, it's it's we have a long history of 
arts being extremely important to local communities and, and keeping spirits up and keeping people active and happy and stuff like that. So Well, and it certainly sounds like we can thank Rosa Hart for bringing theater and that arts community uh, alive in southwest Louisiana. We absolutely can. Yeah, so I was going to say, you know, considered the most important arts and cultural figure in Lake Charles history to have, uh, you know, a venue dedicated to her that may one day inspire the next Rosa Hart, right? To where she'll dance on that stage or he'll dance on that stage or sing on that stage. And now that it's back open, we'll uh, obviously hopefully be reaping the benefits for decades to come. Absolutely. Thanks again to Norman for joining us here on the show. And thank you. Yes, you listening there for taking time out of your day to join us here on the podcast. If you enjoyed the show and the conversation, please follow our podcast. It's that plus sign that you see there on your screen. Click it. Click it. Yeah, just like that. Yep, do that. Okay. And then leave us a rating or review after you do that. Yes, it will help us grow our audience and further share the unique experiences Lake Charles and Southwest Louisiana has to offer. Go to visitlakecharles.org slash podcast for more episodes, where to eat, and events happening this weekend. I'm Taylor Stanley. Hey, thanks, Taylor. I'm Brady Reynard. Thanks again for coming play at Louisiana's Playground. Sit to you.